you know, and, and you know, not getting the um, the results that we want. With how much passion and emotion you put in to this game, this season, this team, has this taken its toll on you? The, the way this year's gone? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I ain't gonna fake it. But uh, I look back in ten years from now and you know, be be thankful for it. That's how I see it. All right, folks, it's the, uh, however, 13th straight Christmas where Jet fans get absolutely nothing. Very on brand for this franchise. It's over. No playoffs for the Jets again this year. No Aaron Rodgers. Incompetence all over. It's a yearly tradition like no other. It's the Jets Way podcast. Jake and Lorenzo tonight, and of course, the Jets Way podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Download the Underdog Fantasy app today, and new customers can get their first deposits fully matched up to one hundred dollars using promo code Jetsway. Must be eighteen years or older. uh, Must be eighteen years or older in New York, New Jersey, and present. I can't even speak with this franchise. I'm so disgusted. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call one eight hundred Gambler or one eight seven seven Hope NY and visit www.ncpgambling.org. Is there a is there a support line for being a fan of this franchise with what they put us through? I need the number fast. Good God, dude. Let me tell you, I did the first thing in a very long time yesterday or on Sunday. So we're a little late this week. You know what that was? I didn't watch the second half. Wow. Didn't watch. I didn't watch. What the hell am I watching? I mean, listen, man, it's I, I knew the game was over probably at the end of the first quarter. I, you know, say. honestly, let me not even. I knew the game was over as soon as we went for that fake punt. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll go into the to the decisions of that game later. But just going back to the Jets missing the the playoffs for the thirteenth straight year. Um, yeah, it's becoming the norm. And honestly, I, I'm not even phased at this point, which sounds bad. But we 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 can call it all along. The games where I, the games where we're supposed to win, we come out flat. The games where, all right, let's lose this game. Let's get a better draft picks, all this good stuff. We come out looking like the best team on earth. So it's it's the same old, same old Jets, same old season. And um, yeah, man, that's that's kind of how I'm feeling. That was such a disgrace on Sunday, man. I'm t- For me to turn off a Jets game, it takes a lot. I can't even tell you. Honestly, dude, I, I think the only other time I've turned off a Jets game was probably at like the end of Todd Bowles' tenure when they were playing the Patriots on Christmas Eve, uh, when it, it, they got Bryce Petty was the quarterback, then he got hurt. I remember everything. <laughs> and Ryan Fitzpatrick came in on Christmas Eve and the Jets lost like 40 to nothing to Belichick on Christmas Eve. I think that was the last time I turned the Jet game off. I, I was truly, and I felt this way for a lot this year, but I think this was kind of like the lowest of lows of embarrassment for this franchise. You have Nate Burleson at halftime saying this is just a game for people to get paid, get your numbers up, get the ball for the Dolphins, and then the real football begins next week against the Cowboys, and they have a tough schedule down the stretch in Miami, so this is the time for the numbers. Like, that's what the Jets are. They're just getting people paid left and right, and they're an embarrassment. And you mentioned the game being over after the first quarter. Dude, when is this team ever prepared to play football? I think that this coach, it is beyond incompetent. I think incompetent is just a kind word for this coach at this point. It's not incompetent. It's historically awful, the job he's doing right here. Let me, I got to work this week and I've never really done this before, but I've been making these claims and people tell me I'm too negative and that's not true and this, that, and the other thing. So let me explain this to you. 
You know how we're always on here saying that this team never gets off to a fast start in the first quarter? They're never prepared to play football. So Robert Sala has been the Jets head coach for 47 games. 47 games, right? I'm not counting the 48th game. That was Ron Middleton. They got off to a decent start in that game, too, from what I remember. Robert Sala has been outscored 220 to 116 in the first quarter. 80 to 20 this year. 80 to 20. They have scored nine touchdowns in the first quarter in those 47 games. They have had nine total first quarter leads in those 47 games. And you know what else? They have been shut out for 26 of 47 games. They are literally almost never prepared to play football with this guy. And they weren't again on Sunday this past week with everything to play for. Tyreek Hill out. You got offensive linemen for the Dolphins out. Everything is pointing up. You have Aaron Rodgers potentially returning next week, right? Everything to play for. And you don't even show up. I don't know how this guy has a job moving forward. It's awful. And you know what? I'm glad you brought those stats too. And I don't know if you have this, but I feel like a lot of those games, or at least a lot of the games that I remember, are always on the road. When we need to win or we need to come out strong and on the road, my God, what a like a different team we are. It's 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 honestly it's mind boggling. It is. And listen, I know you know the quarterback that we got got hurt this year and People can make excuses, but I'm sorry. I don't think that's enough an excuse for this bad of a performance and for the performances that we put up this year. Um, and I have zero confidence and trust in, in him moving forward. But, you know, they're going to give him the excuse that Aaron Rodgers, has, you know, wasn't here, which is a pretty good excuse. But I, I don't know, man. I, I just don't think he's he's cut out to be NFL head coach anymore. No, it's not cutting it. And people can argue me all, all they want. And, you know, I said uh, to a couple of Jet fans how – Dude, if Aaron Rodgers comes back next year, right, and we're all excited, I just can't see a world where this guy, Robert Sala, takes us to the Super Bowl, right? Like, the Jets could definitely win 10 or 11 games next year. Bad coaches have won 10 or 11 games a lot of times in the NFL. But when you run into Patrick Mahomes, when you run into the Bengals with Joe Burrow, when you run into maybe if the Chargers figure it out at head coach with Justin Herbert, right? Um, who, who else? is All the big hitters. In the AFC, the AFC is a gauntlet of quarterbacks, right? You have CJ Stroud on the rise, Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. I get Jet fans love poking fun at Trevor Lawrence, but my God, I'd be so ecstatic if that guy was our quarterback. There are good teams, and, and of course, the Dolphins and Bills in our own backyard. So my whole thing is this team with Sala next year, I just can't see it getting to a Super Bowl. He's that bad of a head coach. And I just, bro, I can't believe that Aaron Rodgers, somebody this profound and has the utmost like or about him right how can he look at this coaching staff and think that this is the right staff to win with it's embarrassing bro they don't even show up to play these games it's awful hack it Uh, god it's uh it's something else man and honestly you can see aaron Rodgers' reaction on the sidelines during during the game it he clearly looks frustrated and, you know, deservingly so. But listen, if we as fans don't have confidence in the coach, I am almost positive the co- the players or at least, not all, but some probably feel the same way because it's the same stuff every at least for the past for, for this regime. It's been the same and the same stuff every time. And we come up to slow starts um, and even even our own players. Garrett Wilson is getting frustrated on the sidelines and, and I'm sure. A lot of other other guys are as well. Um, but 
I, I think Aaron Rodgers doesn't want – I mean, I don't know. I, I would love to see a better head coach, but, you know, we'll, I guess we'll, we'll see when or if people get fired or whatever the case may be. But we, we need to change, in my opinion, badly. It's horrible, dude. And you have Alan Lazard saying that the team was out-schemed. <laughs> I mean, Alan Lazard. But still, he's not wrong in that <laughs> assessment. And you start, you're starting to see the Jets media really heat up the seat a little bit for Salah, right? Where there's potential loss of the locker room coming. I think this this weekend against the Commanders, if this team puts on a performance similar to how the Chargers got Brandon Staley fired on Thursday against the Raiders, where they just tried to get that. That's what that game was, dude. They tried to get Brandon Staley fired. They didn't want to play for him anymore. If we see that, I think we could be having some interesting conversations. But if you were to ask me if like the season were over on Sunday and like this was the first week of the offseason, I think what they'll do no matter what, if, if Salah stays or goes, even if he even if he stays, they'll get rid of Keith Carter, the offensive line coach, because he was because you guys got to remember also when the Jets assembled this offensive coaching staff, they were looking for quarterbacks, right? They were looking for a guy that had a background with Derek Carr, a guy that had a background maybe with Ryan Tannehill. You had that with Todd Downing and you had that with Keith Carter, right? In case the whole Aaron Rodgers thing with Nathaniel Hackett didn't work. Boom, you have a guy that has some type of familiarity with the offensive system. So I think both those guys will be gone. And then you'll have Rodgers back here running the offense. What I would do if I were Woody, Douglas, whoever is in charge, and it's probably Aaron Rodgers, honestly. That's probably who's in charge of this whole thing. I would do what Philly did where – did you see what Philly did on Monday night where they had Matt Patricia down on the field running the defense, but he's not the defensive coordinator in title. It's some other guy that they moved upstairs. That's what they got to do with Hackett, in my opinion, because my God, bro, the offense is horrible. You look at you look at all the teams across the league, right? We even we see it especially with the Dolphins. There are plays that are designed to get guys their yards and get them going and just set them up for success. We, dude, you look at Garrett and Brees; they got to earn every. They got to struggle for every single yard. There's no layup plays in this playbook. Where's the motion? Right. Where is where are the concepts that every team is doing across the league that we've never done? It's 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 just baffling to me how you can just look at this if you're Woody and bring everybody back like nothing happened. Yeah, I mean, listen, man, like just going back to Keith Carter, um, that O-line performance on on Sunday was probably one of the worst I've ever seen from, from this Jets team. That says a lot. <laughs> no, bro, like. I think the number was how many sacks, like three sacks in the first half and five QB hits or something along those lines. But like they got Zach Wilson killed. (laughs) They got this man killed. (laughs) They got him killed, bro. And like so many plays where Zach couldn't even get to his third third step. And and the Dolphins players are on his ass. Like, come on, man. Like we, we as an offense can't operate if that is happening on not only passing downs, but. Lord, we can't even run block either. So if they know we're going to pass, it's it's over for us. Yeah. Oh, God. Bradley Chubb, what he did to Makai Becton. Good oh, God. God. <laughs> the guy the guy has a family, you know. God, he absolutely. Makai Becton's got to get out of here. I can't. Dude, you can't give me a scenario with that guy back on this team next year. Goodbye. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. You were a bust, Makai Becton. But getting back to uh, the quarterback, Zach. I I understand the reluctance to play. I really do. I'm at first I was like, "Are you kidding me? They should cut him." But now I'm like, he might have had a point the whole time for not wanting to play behind this offensive line. I don't think Zach's going to play this week. I think it's going to be Trevor Simeon, 
and Trevor Simeon, uh, try not to get your leg broken again. Uh, good God. Good luck. It was, oh, man. I mean, listen, the command, uh, I guess they traded a, a bunch of guys, but I don't I don't know how this game's going to go, man. I, okay. I They still got some guys. They, I don't even know what to think about this Jets team anymore. Like, I, I, we obviously want a better draft pick now that the playoffs are officially out of reach, but knowing them, they're going to put up a great performance Sunday, and, you know, it's going to be happy in the locker room and all that good stuff, but I don't know. That's just how it feels. No, you can't give me a scenario where – the Jets winning a football game with a quarterback and Zach Wilson, who he he won't be here next year. I, I think if you had that pipe dream of Zach being here next year, he's not going to be here. He he will be on another team next year. Or even even with Trevor Simeon, there's no scenario where winning this football game does anything. It it helps the coaching staff come back next year. We need an embarrassment. We need another embarrassment on Sunday. That's exactly what we need. And the and the, the commanders. They still have some guys, right? They still have Deron Payne. They still have Jonathan Allen. Those guys are all right. But they might have put they might have the worst secondary I think I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Honestly. They they can't cover anybody. Uh, but look, it, it will be a battle of ineptitude. I just want to get back to Robert Sala real quick as a head coach. And we mentioned how they had everything to play for. How many times did the Jets have games where you go, This is for the season? This is a huge game. They got to show up ready to play. How many times, bro, they never show up in a big spot for this guy. And you are I need to look at on the road especially. You're right. They never get off to a fast start on the road. I got to look that up. But I actually did the numbers for big games, right? Remember last year? Remember the Viking game? Remember the game at the Bills where Mike White got killed? Remember the Lions game where they blew it on fourth and one? Remember the Jaguar game on Thursday night? The Jaguar game, they were so alive for the playoffs for that Jaguar game. They didn't even show up. The Seahawks game when Mike White came back, real excited. This year, Antonio Pierce, the interim coach, at the Bills. Dolphins on Black Friday, right? They were still alive in that game. They hit the Falcons. Just do it. How bad are the Falcons? They just lost to Bryce Young and the Panthers. And then, of course, the Texans game. But at that point, it was pretty much over. And then they got a second life where they had a little tiny glimmer of hope this week. They lose 30 to nothing. In those big games, Robert Sala has been outscored 240 to 129. And don't forget, I don't know if you mentioned that Chargers game this year, but that was another stinker of a, yep. of a performance. So I, I didn't count it because it was kind of like in the middle. I, I'm really talking like December on, you know, like this year I went back to the Raider game because we're not really like it was over, but like it's December and on right now and it's over. Last year, I guess it was still alive. It was, dude, it's not even, I guess they were alive last Look. year. Well, if they would have <laughs> showed up against the Jaguars, dude, they would have been playing for the playoffs. <laughs> Against the right, like God, uh, they might have been playing the last week of the year, right? Like it, it totally would have been different for the rest of the season. They didn't even show up in that game, dude. They should. Woody should have fired the coaching staff as soon as that Jaguar game was over last year. It was that you. Uh, we watched that game together. We we had a fourth string quarterback in that game. Oh man, you know it's funny too. Like you're you're so right. It's I feel like even. Just dating back to last year, just thinking as a fan, like how many painful losses we've experienced or just performances that like the team just didn't show up. Um, that Vikings game is a, a killer. Um, the Lions game, we were there. Another killer of a, of a performance. But it just seems like he's never whenever we need that that play or whenever we need that call, it's it's not happening with with this coaching staff, especially with Salah. Um Time management has been bad. That that Lions game especially brings up uh, some painful memories, and we didn't call the first time out, uh, and we let like forty seconds off the clock. 
Um, just just a lot of things that he's just that he hasn't learned from from his first year as a head coach. And um, like you said, man, we we're never showing up, especially on the road. Those are the ga- the Seahawks game um, was another one where I thought, man, we could win this game and actually like you know, I don't know, try to make the playoffs. And you know, we're losing and we're giving up thirty points. So it's the same thing every year. Yeah, and in those eleven games that I mentioned, the defense has three takeaways in those in those games. The defense doesn't force turnovers. I mean, we saw it last week. C.J. Mosley, another dropped interception. This game, it's 17-0, but you know what? Hey, who knows, right? It's still early in the game. Quincy Williams drops an interception. He might have been off and taken it to the house, and then it would have been 17-7. Like, what I'm saying is you just never know. And the defense, this is a big problem that I have with the defense, and people like to say how big time they are. You cannot be a big time defense and not take the football away. You can't do it. It needs. They need an overall philosophy change like I people are talking about Tomlin I would do anything for Mike Tomlin to come here and be the coach like I get it it's an offensive league and Tomlin hasn't quite developed the quarterback but this dude we we need a lot more than just a bright offensive mind we got to change it forget about culture it's just like everything about the franchise it we need like a true exterminator right that's just going to absolutely lay down roots and we can't have a guy that's here for just like a year or two anymore no 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 like Tomlin would be here for the long haul like that would just be such a home run of a hire. And I, I don't want to trade just a top five pick or a top 10 pick straight up for Mike Tomlin. That That's not exciting me that they need a first round pick this year. But if it's something like a pick swap and like a pick next year, like if it's the two next year and we get like a day three pick back from the Steelers, if Tomlin and the Steelers just part ways, I, I, I think I would have to think about it, bro, because without a coach in this league, you really are so behind the eight ball. You face, you have the slimmest odds to win anything of value with, without a coach in this league. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And it's listen, it's the ultimate team sport, and we need someone to to really take charge and, and take control. Um, not only could take control of 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 just the team, but but the locker room as well. Um, and yeah, man, I think I'm done with you know the coordinators or the first time guys, especially. I just don't think that route is going to work for us. I think it's similar to not only like the 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 first year coordinator, uh, but also the a, a rookie rookie quarterback. I think we <laughs> we don't need to. We are not in the stages of, of developing a quarterback. We haven't done it in forever, <laughs> so I, I don't think we need to go that route. And like you said, man, we need someone um, who could really take charge and be that that quote unquote CEO of the team. No, especially now with a forty year old quarterback next year. And look. I was really excited when the Jets got Rodgers, and it, it's a shame what happened. But I, I would be sitting here lying if I were saying that I, I, I'm almost at the point where I just regret the whole thing. At this, like if if, if it was going to be this bad without him, with Salah, and look, it's such hindsight. I know we were all excited. I'm not knocking them from go, for going to go get him, but just think if we didn't have him. We, we'd have a lot of possibilities right now, right? Like we could be sitting here. Then maybe the, the young offensive coordinator would would get me a little excited. But we're just, even if the Jets move on from Salah, the, the coaching pool that they're they're choosing from is so slim. Like, what are we going to do? Get rid of Salah and hire Rick Bisaccia to be the coach? Bring in Joe Philbin? Oh my God, if they bring in Joe, I saw that idea this week. If they bring in Joe Philbin to run the offense? Are you kidding me? Ben McAdoo? What are oh, we God. doing? Like, that's what I'm saying. We, we would just be getting another Rodgers puppet guy. Like, we wouldn't really be, a, unless something completely changes that I'm not aware of, right? Like, where Rodgers would be, would be you know, receptive of playing for guys that he's not familiar with. I, I have a 
good list of like I think a guy like Matt Nagy would make a ton of sense for the Jets. I mean, the guy had a winning record of Mitch Trubisky as the quarterback, and he won the same division as Aaron Rodgers. You see Mitch Trubisky play on Saturday. I would say that that guy is worthy of another head coaching chance in the NFL. But like, if it, 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 if it's not Tomlin, if it's not Arians, if it's not uh, Caldwell, if it's not Harbaugh. It's like, where can the Jets go at coach to really make that much of a difference? You know, that's kind of why, like, I, I think they're going to bring Salah back because it's like, well, unless a miracle happens and one of these big, big names is is available and, and we're able to get him as a coach. The other names honestly just don't excite me. And I think they're just they would just bring him back for that last run and say, well, he didn't have Rodgers last year or this year, rather. Um, you know, let's give it one more shot. I, I think that's what's that is what's gonna happen. Um, but like you said, I really don't want to just make a change to bring in another washed <laughs> head coach, if I'm being honest. Yeah, like the, those like I don't want a Rogers. So it can't get look, it can't get much worse than Salah. Sure, they would be upgrading at head coach. And if you want to make that argument to me, fine. God bless you. But what that's not really like changing the fortune of the franchise yeah. here. So uh, uh, it's it's a it's a tough position to be in, and that's why just bringing everybody back, just being like, hey, let's get this over with, it might be the smart move. But the problem that you run into is Robert Sala is under his last year of contract. You you would have to give him an extension this year. Like, how can you give that guy an extension at the end of this year after this performance? You can't. You really you 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 just can't. That would not be smart. Well, move. you have to. You have to if you bring him back, though. You're not nobody coaches their last year of the contract. Maybe you give him a band aid extension, kind of like what they did with Rex, where they just gave him one year. Yeah, maybe, but I don't even think that's warranted at this point. So, uh, it's it's a it's a it's a tough position to be in, like you said. I just I'm just leaning on hope and hope, hope for one year we finally get it right. Um, but the signs are not pointing in the right direction. Yeah, and they're not going to draft the quarterback either. I, I don't think that that's the direction they're going to go in, even though I really like Jaden Daniels a lot from LSU. I, I think that kid can play, but I don't think they're drafting a quarterback. Hopefully they finish in a position to get either Alt, Fashanu, one of these big tackles in the draft. But look, man, if again, this goes back. Like If they didn't have Rodgers, they would be in a pretty decent spot right now, right? Like They would have a top five pick to draft a quarterback in a, in a good world. They would have a good choice of who they wanted. Is there like we could really like lay down some roots here? I get it. I get it, folks. We've been starting over all the time, but th this just isn't going to work with 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 this coach. It's not. So it's a tough reality. I think the only way they're drafting a quarterback is if there's a complete overhaul within like front office and, and the coaching staff. Like if we just embarrass ourselves the rest of the year and Woody's like, you know, we're going to clean house, maybe. That that new regime says let's draft the quarterback and have him sit uh for a year. But I agree. I don't think that's gonna happen. Um do you think this team needs a, a tackle more or another weapon more in your opinion? Just right I, now. Yeah, I think they need a tackle because look, bro, unless it's Mar the Marvin thing is done, they're not gonna be picking high enough for him. But I think they need a tackle. Like everybody likes Brock Bowers. I'm I, I like Brock Bowers too. I think he's great, but let me ask you this. Do you have any faith in Nathaniel Hackett to use somebody correctly? No, I don't. It's almost going to be like a waste with this coaching staff. So you may as well share up the offensively. You should be able to use an offensive lineman correctly. That yeah. that's that's my stance on it. 
I think I agree as well. I don't know. Just seeing that game on Sunday really like put things in, in perspective for me. Like realistically, we probably have we're coming back next year two of the two of the starting a center and, and hopefully Elijah Vera Tucker is healthy. But those two guys are the only ones that I'm excited about as like being starters on this team. I, I think Becton is probably gonna be gone. Definitely need a right tackle. Who knows with left guard and Lakin Tomlinson, he'll probably be back, but I think he'll be we, I actually disagree. I think he'll be cut. We really, we really need to share up this offensive line bad because it's the same thing happened last year. Granted, injuries happen, you can't really predict those, but we are constantly getting killed on, on the line of scrimmage on the offensive side of the ball. So we need to adjust change that like as soon as possible. Yeah, Lake and Tomlinson was a sorry performance on Sunday against the Dolphins, too, but like you said, I think that if I were running the team, uh, coaching staff aside, if assuming everybody's back, what I would do is I would get one of those tackles in the first round. I would sign one of these tackles in free agency. I, I know Trent Brown is a free agent. He's got experience at left or right tackle. So those are two surefire guys. If you want, if Aaron Rodgers wants David Bakhtiari here, I'm fine with him being one of those tackles. And then when he eventually gets hurt or somebody else gets hurt, like we have somebody that can step in and play. We need like th- we we generally do need three tackles this offseason. I don't think that's up for debate. And in terms of guards, there do there there are guards in free agency. There's the kid from the Cowboys that you can play at center. You can play Tittman at guard, and Tittman honestly was playing better at guard than he was at center this year. So they they have options. I would I would I would attack that uh, in free agency this year. The cap this year was not too bad, but dude, they're going to be in some cap problems with all the money they kicked down the road um in in future years so they can attack that in free agency and they could also sign one of these free agent receivers i think mike evans makes a ton of sense i think he's a great compliment to garrett wilson michael Pittman. i don't think the colts are going to not the colts have to franchise tag him uh i think evans is a realistic possibility because evans is going to likely hit the open market because bro tampa bay has a quarterback in baker mayfield yeah and I told, remember, I told you last year when we were after that Rams game on Thursday night where he showed up on short notice and played. I'm like, dude, I would give this, I would strongly consider giving this kid a chance. I would. I was like, I, I think there's something, I think he's got a little something. I think he just needs to, a little bit of maturity. He needed the reps. Dude, he's, a, he's turning into a franchise quarterback very quietly. Yeah. I mean, listen, just, I always knocked Baker Mayfield. I always was I wasn't always his biggest fan, but um, he is. He might be leading them to the playoffs this year. So with Todd Bowles as the coach, good, good, good for him. Good for them. That kind of scares me with Tampa Bay and Mike Evans, the pursuit, because um, he's been there for so long. Like they probably will just end up giving him the money. That's that's kind of my my fear. But I would love Mike Evans. You know, we always dream of the uh, Devonte Adams pairing, but I don't think that, it makes sense. That that involves a trade and more draft picks. So who knows? Um, but yeah, man, I think I would if we are drafting uh O line first round, um, that we're gonna need some weapons in the free agency badly. Yeah, yeah. I think they could definitely get one of these one or two of these free agent receivers. I think a guy like Curtis Samuel makes a lot of sense as like a fourth receiver. I, I don't think he's going to break the bank for a team. I think he's a good depth guy. I think he's a guy. I mean, this is a guy that Nathaniel Hackett needs to use correctly. New York That's kid another thing. Well. New York kid. He is a New York kid. I didn't even know yeah. that. But I think he's a guy that makes some sense. He's not going to break the bank. I think there are options out there for this team to upgrade 
uh, at receiver and free agency because they have to attack the offensive line in both free agency and the draft. And then on defense, I just I don't think there's a ton of areas that we need to attack here. I, I know people want to get rid of John Franklin Myers, but you can't really do that because then their front line is really thin. Like, you know, we need John Franklin Myers unless you're giving me a replacement that will, you know, when you cut these guys, it's not as easy as just cutting guys to cut guys. And I get it. It clears up cap space. Maybe they're not worth the number, but you still need to replace him. And then there's also dead money on top of that. So you may as well have him play next year. Like Lakin Tomlinson, he's so awful where that's fine. You know, he's John Franklin Myers is okay. He's not that bad. He's fine. He's the, he's yeah, he's, he, he, look, is he is he worth that cap number? Probably not, but he's fine. He, he He's fine. The defensive side of the ball is pretty fine. They could use another safety for sure. That, that, but. We've been asking for a ball hawking safety. I can take the ball away since since Kerry Rhodes was here uh, in 2008. So, look, they have their work cut out for them. It all starts with losing. Uh, and look, I think they have a chance to win on Sunday. I think the Commanders are that bad. And knowing our luck, and I said it, they'll they'll finish seven and ten, and all the good tackles will be just far far away. Yep. Every year, that's how it goes. Broderick Every Jones year. looks pretty good, by the way, for the Steelers. Of course, of course, he does. Jones, uh, Wills went when we drafted back then. All, well, all- well, Werfs was there. That and that's Werfs, nothing. Oh, Joe, yeah. Joe Douglas, dude, in the draft. Thank God, dude. He should be counting his heavenly stars for that 2022 draft because those picks. And I and I hate doing this. And I think Joe Douglas has done some good things. But my God, if you take away that draft, it's been awful. It's been pretty bad, bro. Passing on passing on uh, Werfs. For Becton, even even Trey, I like ABT. He's been just getting he's been getting hurt. But if he would have stayed where he was, you had Darashaw, that was a franchise tackle. Taking Zach Wilson, taking Will McDonald. And by the way, JSN game winning touchdown on Monday night football. Of course. Jordan Addison. Did you see him on Saturday? How many touchdowns? Two. Hey, and man. who do we take? I don't Will Mc, we we take an undersized <laughs> situational pass rusher that's turning 25. Who could be a good player? Don't get me wrong, but if you bring back Bryce Huff, when is this kid getting on the football field? And you see our offense. Like, how can people defend that pick? Still, it makes it made no sense at the time. It makes even less sense now. It'll make no sense next year. It won't ever make sense. So, Joe Douglas, thank the heavenly gods that the Falcons drafted Drake London, then they didn't take Garrett Wilson. And thank God that the Texans took Derek Stingley instead of Sauce. Because no. you would be out of a job right now. It's uh there's been some head head scratching decisions, uh, to say the least. And like you said, man, that uh twenty twenty two draft or whatever it was is obviously franchise altering, but definitely saving Joe Douglas's name because there have been some interesting decisions made. Um, not only with the draft, but free agency as well. Um, and some of the money that's been hand- handed out. So we shall see. Like I said, I, I still like Joe Douglas. Um, as a as a you know a leader of of the decision making, but some some interesting decisions that he's made uh, along the way. Hopefully, this this next draft we can uh make some better decisions. Yeah, I also think though the coaching definitely plays into it. These guys are getting bottom oh, of the 100%. barrel coaching. Like the bad drafting in this franchise may not have been just all bad drafting. Like these guys aren't being developed properly. Like they are in other teams, right? Like it's tough to, I get it. 
And I don't think, and I, and I don't want to kill Joe Douglas because look, he has done some good things, right? He found Quincy Williams. That was a hidden gem. He found Bryce Hoff as an undrafted free agent. Even Ashton Davis looks okay now. Um, who else? JFM was an undrafted, was a, a, a guy off of waivers. And so, and he got a second round pick for Sam Darnold. And he, the Jamal Adams trade was the Super Bowl trophy of this guy. So I don't know. It's tough. I, 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 I listen, Jet fans. When when the season is over, and I know if the staff is coming back or not, I can give us an accurate template of how to attack the offseason of what I think. But it's just a lot of variables right now because we don't know. Who, we 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 think Sal is coming back, but I also thought John Idzik was coming back too for a third year, and that didn't work out because it got so embarrassing in the last three games. So we'll see. Yep, definitely. Uh, definitely, lot to uh, unpack after the season is over. Yeah. Well, that will do it for tonight's episode of the Jets Way podcast. Please leave us that five-star review. Follow, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy the Christmas season. Don't let this franchise ruin your holiday. Uh, enjoy some time with your family. Enjoy the uh, Yoshi Yamamoto sweepstakes. Maybe that guy will pick a team uh, before the Jets make it back to the playoffs. I mean, this guy, he just doesn't want to pick a team. It, it's unbelievable. Like, how many free meals do you want? <laughs> like... We thought the Rogers trade took a long time. <laughs> MLB free agency is probably one of the worst like free agent things in all of sports because no one signs before Christmas. And it's just it just feels like the longest offseason for, for the for the major sports. And yeah, man, I just want to, I just want to know where the guy's going. <laughs> like I just yeah. want him on the Mets, but like I I really just want to know what what the heck's gonna happen. Like you're not talking numbers with anybody like during the season. <laughs> For like when the NFL is legal tampering, just so happened Schefter's got like eight tweets of guys <laughs> signing deals in the first like three seconds of it. Oh, they really got go- good. It, it's humble. It really is unbelievable. But Merry Christmas, everybody. We will talk to everyone on Tuesday. All right. Because Christmas is Monday. Can't go. God can't talk about this franchise on Christmas. Merry Christmas.